Hi everyone, I hope all of you are doing great. Uh, welcome back to the random podcast. Sorry, I haven't been uploading for a while. I feel like this is the way I start each and every episode, apologizing to my listeners that, hey, I'm sorry I haven't been putting out content, but I promise to be more consistent, guys. I just haven't been able to record podcasts for a while because I just haven't been in the mood. I haven't thought of anything interesting and sometimes I start recording things and I don't like it. And it's not like I strive for great quality, but it at least has to be listenable, right? So yeah, I will be more consistent, hopefully. Fingers crossed, touch wood. All right. Today is Olympic day and the opening ceremony is at 4.30 and I'm very excited. I woke up early today. I want to finish all my work in the first part of the day. I want to sit and I want to watch the ceremony because it's something that I enjoy doing. But recently I have been hearing a lot about the Olympics and you know how this whole institution is not great and some people say that the Olympics shouldn't exist at all and all of those are good they also make some good arguments but I haven't been listening to this argument haven't been listening to these arguments because my brain can't handle it to me the olympics is great the olympics is beautiful from when i was young i've watched the olympics like what i watched like three four olympics but still i watched three four olympics and it's fun and i want to watch it it is something that brings the world together it is a symbol of world peace but you know it does have problems and when something that you love has problems your brain has a lot of uh lot of uh, you know qualms accepting it it does all these mental gymnastics to convince you that these problems do not exist and at least this is a flaw that i have noticed with myself for example if a person that i really like does something terrible or endorses a brand that is terrible i and if i have like a very uh, good relationship with them in the sense not a actual relationship but a relationship with their content i tend to be uh, i tend to give them a little bit more space a little bit more leeway but i think that we shouldn't do that we should hold people accountable when we need to hold people accountable so yeah that is something that i'm working on so i told myself hey gayatri we will read and understand and learn what the issues are with the olympics but hey today you watch the opening ceremony tomorrow morning you wake up fresh and then you read about all of this and you know we can have a discussion later this is what i promised myself and that is what i'm going to do and i'm making a pact with you my listeners that the next time i record this i will add in a brief section about the olympics as well so yeah and today we will be talking about embarrassing stories coming to the matter of the meat. Uh, I'm okay with these stories being out there. I'll be very honest with you. These are a very curated list of stories. These are the first things that popped into my head that I'm okay with people listening to. I'm okay with sharing it on a platform that is available to everyone in the world. Uh, it's not like everyone in the world is going to listen to it. Not even the people in my house. But still, I'm okay with it being out there. Uh, maybe if I get paid, I will tell you all the bad embarrassing stories. <laughs> but for now, this is what we will go with. Um, capitalism has really got to me. And I usually write a script 
and then I read off it. But today I'm going scriptless. And so if I go on a couple of tangents, please forgive me. Embarrassing story number one. This involves Tide and magnets. Remember those Tide ads which used to be advertised as, hey, Tide is like a magnet which will take all your dirt away from your clothes. Like it was a dirt magnet. And they used to put that in all the Tide ads. And even one ad had like an actual lady holding a magnet kind of thing. And then all the dirt came and stuck to the magnet itself. I thought that Tide magnets were a real thing. I really wanted to have them. I went and I used to ask the shopkeepers in the shop for these tied magnets and I used to get all these like really weird looks from them and I wasn't even that young I was in my fourth or fifth standard by then you know how magnets work but I didn't so I thought that this was this really novel creation that hey you buy this magnet you keep it near your whites and all the dirt from your clothes just go stick to it and it was a really cool concept to me so I was watching this. I really wanted the magnet. I thought it was a really cool thing. I sometimes wondered why people will want to even buy tight if there is a magnet that can do the job for you. And you know, it was a really cool concept. This metaphor basically ruined my life. It didn't ruin my life. But as a kid, it... I was very sad when I found out that this wasn't true, that this wasn't an actual magnet. So yeah, this is how I went around talking about this. I even told a little, uh, some of my friends about it. And one day we were sitting in the living room and uh, my tata and I were watching the TV. And he was watching some serial and I was just watching it with him. And then slowly the Tide ad came in and I told my tata, hey, I have been searching for this. I even asked the guy in the that place that we used to go to. He didn't have it. Uh, and my tata then sat down and explained to me how magnets work and how this is a... He didn't exactly use the term metaphor, but he said, hey, this is this is to kind of tell you that... Tide works so well that it will attract dirt like a magnet. And I was like, ooh, okay, so this is not something that is literal. This is something that is figurative. And uh, yeah, I was pretty sad, pretty bummed. But that is one of the most embarrassing things ever because I did not keep it to just myself. But I also told and asked a lot of people about it. So yeah. I once thought that Tide made dirt magnets, but I think that should be a thing, right? If somebody can make dirt magnets, I think that'll be a really cool thing. Uh, yeah, and if somebody listens to this and goes on to develop a dirt, dirt magnet, please give me just 2% of the profits that you make. Just 2% enough. 2, 2, 2%, please. Thank you. The second story is on stage. I have a lot of embarrassing stories while speaking, but this is probably one of the most embarrassing stories ever. So I was in school. Yeah, I did go to school. And then uh, this was when I was in my 11th or 12th standard. I can't really remember. I think this was when I was in my 12th standard and uh, we had to say the pledge. Every Monday in my school, you had to say the pledge. And I hated doing the pledge. I absolutely, I I am very proud 
of this country but i always mess up the words to the pledge and especially in front of a lot of people if you mess up the words to the pledge then hey it is a little bit embarrassing but i somehow get through it each and every time and this time it was a monday i was wearing my whites and we were standing in front of the whole school not the whole school uh most of the school the teachers were behind my principal was there and then i had to say the pledge and uh, everything went well till then uh, i started saying the pledge and it was all right and suddenly i started messing up the words i messed up two lines of the pledge and then my principal stops me in the middle and she goes hey gayatri 100 people in the school almost all the people in the school actually can say the pledge better than you so if you cannot say the indian pledge properly maybe you shouldn't be doing this and i got so scared i did not know what to do so i just started smiling and then i finished the pledge and i went stood back and we had to finish the rest of the prayer so we finished the rest of the prayer and uh, i felt so bad because it was in front of everyone and then this was my principal and i messed up the indian pledge it was a very uh it's something that i think about till today i sometimes wake up in the night and think about this exact moment because i it it is it is one of those times that i felt really bad uh i i don't know yeah this is one of those really embarrassing moments that i think about till today but people later were really nice my friends was like hey it's chill it is a monday morning prayer we were all sleeping we absolutely don't care and yeah it was fine after that all these like little little kids and all came up to me and were like akka it's okay ka and uh, i they made me feel really good about myself and then i got a big head later but <laughs> but yeah that is one of those embarrassing moments that uh, I am constantly reminded of for some reason. The third embarrassing moment is also on stage. So this was when I was uh, this was in a cultural so this was in a very popular engineering college in the city and we were in 9th or 10th standard I can't really remember. This was the first time that I performed shipwreck. Shipwreck is a competition where you're given a character and you have to act like that character and convince a Uh, captain that you deserve the last lifeboat that is available so you just basically have to act like that character you have to be funny and you just have to convince the captain that hey give me the last remaining lifeboat so i finished shipwreck as sasikala which was a really fun experience and i was like hey this is great and i don't know what took over me my school was also doing a channel surfing thing a couple of people we have never done channel surfing before we didn't know what it was we just gave our names because it sounded cool so my school was performing a channel surfing thing and i was like hey might as well join in and then we went on stage and i had to do vijay kant the person the judge told me that hey you have to act like vijay kant and uh, uh captain tv came on so channel surfing is when there's a channel that's going on uh and then the person will keep changing the channel and as they change the channel you have to act out something that will happen in the channel in a really funny way on stage and this is something that requires practice but we had zero practice so i had to act like vijay kant i start right 
to mimic him but it went horribly wrong and then i tried to do yoga like vijay kant and uh, that also went horribly wrong and then the channel changed to patanjali tv and we somehow recovered but it is one of those things that again gives me a really bad feeling in the stomach because it's something that i don't want to think about but it happened and we all mess up on stage and it's completely fine and i don't feel too bad about it though i still have very fond memories of the day but it is a little bit embarrassing i don't think anyone from that room will ever rem- will remember me though it was not even people from my school it was just random people from that college and i think they had better things to worry about than a ninth standard girl on stage so yeah um that is the third one I will also tell you one more embarrassing story about me in the bus. So I travel uh in the bus a lot especially uh when I'm going out this that's my preferred mode of travel. I love buses. So I was coming back from somewhere. I will not tell you where or I don't remember where though. Okay, I think it was called I don't know, I don't remember. Anyway, I was coming back from somewhere in the bus and I'm very very careful, right? In the bus, even if it's really crowded, I will pass on the money and I will get the ticket and I will hold it close to my heart because I am scared of ticket collectors and I'm very scared of the people who come for checking. But this time I was with a friend, we were talking, we were having fun. The bus was even empty, it was khali and we were sitting and uh, the conductor was nice we got the ticket from him we asked and he asked us a couple of questions and then we answered and you know we had like this good rapport in the bus going on and me and my friend were talking it was really fun it was an empty bus not an empty bus almost empty bus and then they came for ticket checking and i did not know where i kept my ticket i did buy the ticket but i put it somewhere in my bag and i couldn't find it my friend found her ticket and she gave it and then i asked the conductor hey uncle do you remember me buying the ticket and obviously he cannot answer because you know it is his job and he has to be uh, you know i have to produce the ticket for the ticket checkers to approve and uh, whatever the, condu- the conductor says doesn't actually matter right now uh, because uh, he has to do his job and now i'm searching for the ticket i cannot find the ticket and those people wait for 2 minutes and they're like hey gayatri get out of the bus get out of the bus like you know you ticket kudutta apparama polan like you give us the ticket and then you can go or you can go in the next bus get out of the bus get down get down so i get down of the bus this was the first time i've been evicted from a bus and i could not still find the ticket so i desperately call up my mom and and then they tell me that the fine is like this much and i des- desperately call up my mom and i'm like hey amma like i wanted to talk to her but unfortunately she did not pick up the call right now because she was in her she was doing work obviously so she did not pick up and i was so scared and i was like oh my gosh am i going to go to jail what is going to happen here i was very dramatic but then i found the ticket there were so many tickets in my bag so i gave one ticket and he was like hey this number doesn't match he properly thought that i was going to cheat them but no i found my ticket and then the ticket conductor said okay so the ticket checker said all right and then with the same ticket i got into another bus and then yeah they said it was you know permitted i did not cheat with the same ticket i got into another bus and then we just went back home and uh, it was all good but it was really embarrassing it was really scary and from then on i've made sure that i keep my tickets in the small pouch in my bag i don't put it anywhere else and i'm very very careful about that sort of thing right now 
This other story that I want to tell you about is also on stage. So I used to learn Japanese in this place and uh, they had a speech competition which was talk your way to Japan or something like that. So we had to talk in Japanese uh, for a stipulated amount of time and uh, the winner gets to go to Japan and I was really excited. I was in my second level of learning. I was like, hey, I have learned a little bit more this time around. So I'm going to write something and then I'm going to speak about it uh, so I wrote about Malala it was a speech that I practiced a lot actually to be really honest the speech competition was tomorrow and I was practicing the speech today I wrote this whole thing and I went to the institution where I study and I gave it to my sensei who's my teacher and I'm like hey please help me correct this and she was like you're doing this today and she was also Japanese so they they are people who kind of maintain time but uh, I absolutely was not punctual I did it a day before the competition and she was like hey you're doing this today uh, isn't the competition tomorrow and I'm like yeah sensei am I saying that right hopefully anyway that is for sorry and she helped me with it and I went home I practiced all day I practiced all night the next day I came and I spoke and it actually went well I just uh, messed up two three lines but other than that it was all right and then the person who had come had to judge us right and he usually asks us a question and whatever question that he asked, I could not answer it because I did not understand the question. I was already so nervous. I did not pay proper attention. So all the words went above my head. So I was just standing and nodding. I did not answer it. And then he was like, all right, all right, bye bye. And then I came and I sat back. And then the person next to me said, he uh, said next to me said, uh, he was asking you whether you were really nervous. So the nervous nodding was actually the right answer. But that day I was really embarrassed because I usually feel very comfortable on stage but this day I was not feeling very comfortable and I did not know what I was saying I made a lot of errors and then this person asked me a question I was not able to answer it properly but it is a memory that I look back on fondly today because I did try to speak in a new language that I did not previously have a lot of experience speaking on stage in and it was a fun thing and also this other time in college, I had to do a speech thing and uh, I messed up. And this is this was in a language I knew. And this was actually a speech that I wrote, but I messed it up so bad. And I thought that my, you know, I, I just thought that, hey, Gayatri, maybe you aren't that great at public speaking at all, <laughs> because I did mess up like pretty bad that day. But then I came back home, I practiced a little bit more and then I got my confidence back. I wouldn't say that I'm very good at public speaking, but it is something that I enjoy. And as I've previously mentioned in this podcast, if there is something that you really enjoy, then you should do it. Even if you are really mediocre or bad at it, don't stop doing it if it brings you happiness, right? Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, what else have I done? I've done a lot of other embarrassing things, but this is already 18 minutes long, probably the longest episode. Now you understand why I... Um, now you understand why I write down my episodes, right? So that it comes to that six to seven minute mark. Because if I start talking, I'll just talk and talk and talk and every episode will be an hour long. 
but i hope you enjoyed this i hope you listened to all my embarrassing stories and felt better about your embarrassing stories these are not the worst of my embarrassing stories but uh these are the ones that i'm comfortable putting out there maybe i'll do a part 2 if you guys want a part 2 tell me if you want a part 2 and uh, maybe check the description of this post in a while and i will put the email id for the podcast which you can message to uh about all your qualms your queries whatever you want to know um i'll answer if i want to um anyway that's about it uh thank you for listening to gayatri's podcast no the random podcast i've changed the name to the random podcast it was the gayatri's podcast uh so yeah share this episode if you found it nice if you know me personally text me tell me uh give me an ego boost <laughs> thank you bye bye love you lots yeah i'm going to end here uh take care of yourselves and until next time it is gayatri signing off